0: Hello, my beautiful souls. This is Janae Hawk, the Sage Witch, and I am back to do an episode on some tarot cards. So I haven't been talking about them as much lately, but I decided, and it felt very appropriate because my great-grandmother passed away yesterday, to do an episode that teaches about some of the symbolism that I see when interpreting the death card. And I also wanted to pick the death card because I feel like a lot of the times people get so scared that when the death card gets pulled that it means someone is going to physically die. And most of the times that's not the case. I would actually say that a lot of the times it has more to do with either a mental, emotional, or spiritual death. Um, So almost kind of like your energetic deaths, like something unconscious is coming up to the surface to heal. And so psychologically, you're going through things, and you're changing, and you're always growing as a person. And so death actually just means change. And so I think that tonight will be fun to just talk about the shadow work that really goes into death and that concept, because it is, I think, a really awkward thing to talk about sometimes, Um, especially having just recently gone through my own like miscarriage and feeling a lot of like death and rebirth going on in my life right now. So I have three different tarot decks and I pulled my death card from each one and I'm going to kind of go over the symbolism of that and tie it into a lot of the different things that I see. So my first deck is really fun because it is I believe called Tarot of the Divine and It is all about myths and fairy tales and storytelling, and I have always loved that. Like, as a little girl, my mom would actually read us our genealogy. So she would go and do, she's like such a nerd, I love her. (laughs) She would go and do all of our family history, and then she would write these stories, and these people became alive to us. So it was like very interesting, Because I was raised with bedtime stories about um, my grandmothers, really, and my grandfathers, and um, it was honestly a really cool way, I guess, to go to sleep at night. Um, Either that or my mom would usually read to us. And so it's interesting because, and I'll definitely post a picture of all three of these cards so that if you want, you can even look at the picture of it while I'm talking about it on the podcast. And so the first card has, it's like beautiful red. There's this girl pulling back the curtain and it shows um, a man. And it's so interesting, I think, that this is the depiction of death. Because without knowing anything about it, I would look at it and see it as, it's almost as if like this young woman is like stepping more into, like, her feminine energy, like the darkness. And so I think I've talked in some of my previous episodes about how the darkness um, tends to be, like, the yin energy in the yin and yang in the Chinese metaphysics. And so I think it's very interesting because part of the heroine's journey is actually a sexual awakening. And so I think that that's interesting to think about... Um, sex and death but when you actually look at Scorpio which is the like astrology sign that rules that um, it's very much in that same that same energy of that and it's this idea that like I mean on a deeper level that's where like life is created and so there is some sort of this like beautiful like in the heroine's journey you know, the princess or like whoever it is in the fairy tale. This one actually happens to be a Norwegian myth. And I hope I don't butcher the name because I actually have Norwegian family members. So they'll probably make fun of me. Um, But when I looked it up on my card guide, it is called The White Bear King Valmon. And it is a Norwegian fairy tale. So I'm definitely going to have to talk to them about that fairy tale and if they've heard much about it and kind of dig deeper into the symbolism and the mythology of it but I think it's a very interesting thing to pick for a death card um so I find that to be very it's like very fascinating and I I actually love getting the death card because even though we're really scared of change our change doesn't happen in a comfort zone and it's like I've been reading lots of books, and so I'll probably talk about them from time to time, but I was reading one called The Untethered Soul. And it was talking about how we have these like, almost like mental and emotional cages. And when something uncomfortable comes up, like death, for example, we get really uncomfortable sometimes with the the lower vibration feelings, right? Like sadness and different things. And so I think if we look at it through this lens of neutrality, we, we don't see our sadness as something that's like uncomfortable um, and we're not trying to bypass it. And so one of the things I just learned recently with my great grandmother's passing was that it's okay that I'm sad right now. Um, I think a lot of the times like even though yes she was 93 and it's like of course she lived a long lifetime. Like I can't even imagine like now I'm like ah oh, I wish I could ask her like what was it like when you were a teenager? Like this world has changed so much since then and she is my last great grandparent to be alive. So it's kind of the end of like this era, like this end of this generation is gone for me now and those stories that they could have told me um they're all gonna be secondhand knowledge now. So it's it's interesting how people will tell us when, you know, we're honoring the life of these people that pass on that we're not allowed to be sad because like, you know, we'll see them again if that's our belief or whatever the different thing. Like, you know, it's like, oh, they lived a long time. Whether or not they lived a long time doesn't mean that you don't have to like bypass your sadness. And I think that's a very important lesson that the death card actually teaches when you're interpreting it is that change happens and change is like death and grief is important. Like the grieving process following those steps and those steps are not linear and they are they are transcendent. Like they're very intersectional. Like you may feel angry and sad at the same time and I think it's so important when you look at older cultures, they would actually have people who were considered professional mourners to help the family grieve when someone um, passed on, no matter like the age. Of course, when there's young people dying, there is more of a tragedy to that, but it also doesn't diminish that we're, you know, I heard it so beautifully put on Marianne Williamson's podcast. She said, our sadness or your sadness is sacred. And that was so profound to me. And that kept coming through my head yesterday because I was crying a lot and I was just contemplating death. And I was trying to decide, should I read some tarot for myself or should I just sit with my feelings? Cause you know, sometimes I can use tarot to distract myself and I'm like, I might need to just sit with my feelings. So I sat with them, like, all morning. I just, I cried, and I looked at pictures. I, I just let myself feel sad. Like, even though she was older, it was like, it's okay to mourn her loss and to grieve and allow my heart to crack open. Because the more our hearts crack open the more we feel and the more empathy and compassion we have. And that's exactly what I loved about my grandma. And that's that's why I'm sad that I don't, you know, she's not here for me to physically talk to anymore. Like, I can't give her a call and be like, hey, I have this question. But when I look at her life and the example she set for me, she is one of the kindest people that I think has walked this earth. And she set such an amazing example and of course like my sadness is sacred and I want to honor her life and the fact that like her life weaves into my own story. Um, and that's like what is so powerful about when you read tarot cards is that it is just kind of storytelling. You're looking at different archetypes and the themes and so the more you get to know your deck and what it's telling you, you have like these lessons and shadow work and like amazing things you can work on. So moving on to the next card, I have an Egyptian deck that I just truly love because I've always loved Egypt. My cousin Danielle got me so into it when we were like eight and I honestly thought I was going to be an Egyptologist for the first 15 years of my life and then I kind of realized I was like, you know, you have to like probably write a lot of grants and big people for money and I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And a lot of my things changed and I kind of was getting more into writing when I was a teenager and I've just been like changing a lot and so that death card with that theme of change like just seeing how we change so much throughout our lives and so Egypt has always been just like oh, someday I'm going there like I will manifest a trip to Egypt someday but anyways so I have this beautiful Egypt deck and It has Anubis on it, which everyone kind of knows Anubis in the, you know, the pantheon of the Egyptian gods. Um, And he's the god of the underworld. And sometimes what people don't know about Egyptian mythology is like we know that, yes, like they would mummify, but maybe people don't always know the story behind it. So on these Egyptian tombs, they would carve these hieroglyphics and these pictures would tell the story of how a soul can go through its journey into the afterlife. And I always was so fascinated with Egyptian culture and its own fascination around death. And I was kind of an odd kid, like mummies did not freak me out. Like I was like super dope excited to go see like mummy exhibits as a kid. But anyways, so when a soul is traveling along its journey, the very end towards before you get to like I guess the really good part like I guess the journey part of death is kind of like life I'm not really sure because I'm not like you know ancient Egyptian at the moment but basically you get to Anubis and he has this um these scales and on the scale is the feather of truth and then you are to weigh your heart against the feather of truth. And so that was why it was so important for the ancient Egyptians to preserve the human body because they would actually like rip certain organs out and put them in what are called canobic jars and preserve those organs because they were believed to be very, very important. And it was very interesting to me that they actually saw that the brain wasn't really that interesting. Like they, they just kind of like threw that away. But the heart was the most important because it would be weighed against the feather of truth. And so I think that our hearts are here to guide us to do so much more. And so actually, it's kind of funny because sometimes when I'm trying to keep my ethical and moral compass in check, I will almost ask myself, like, you know, if I'm going to weigh this against the feather of truth, like truth is definitely my kind of, like, trigger word for, um, whether it be, like, God, the universe, like, truth is definitely something that's very important to me, and I feel that truth is felt, and so that was always, like, an interesting concept to me to, like, hear about death in their world, and that, um, and that the underworld was kind of, like, I mean, it was worshipped in a way, and, it wasn't thought of the same as that we kind of see some of our things and that doesn't mean that they probably didn't have more of their own dogma and different things like that within their egyptian religions but it's just very fascinating to learn their myths um i always liked learning about isis as well i thought she was super freaking cool i was like oh my gosh a goddess so Egyptian mythology has always been such a tool for me to help myself um, do my own shadow work. And when I'm like reading my own tarot cards to be able to just see that it it's just about changing. It's nothing to really be scared of. And it doesn't mean there's not times where I'm not afraid. But for the most part... um I think that it's actually very funny because it kind of ties into my human design and I'm a reflector in human design and my signature is surprise and so it was interesting because when I looked at the guidebook of my Egyptian one, it actually brought up the word surprise and so it's interesting how surprise can really change our life and that can scare the freaking crap out of us. I mean, just that's the thing is like in a way I was... Not surprised that my grandmother passed away, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it is a surprise because it's okay that I'm still feeling sad and that, you know, I'm saying goodbye to someone in the physical. And so I've been really trying to just be tender with myself the last 48 hours and I have been pulling a lot of cards and it's been super fun to just get back in to reading tarot and being able to almost like tell stories with it. So my last deck is my Italian um, Scapini deck, Medieval Scopini. And it's very interesting because it has the most gorgeous skeleton with a lot of feminine energy. Um, Even though, very oddly enough, it is described as uh, Shiva, the Hindu god of destruction. So this card, I've always found very, like, it's just so beautiful. And it's very interesting to me because um, when I did my study abroad in Japan, um, part of Eastern culture, a lot of them tend to use the color white for death. And I think it's very interesting how in the Western world, Black is typically associated with death. And so it's kind of fascinating to see what other cultures' spirituality has to say on the topic of death. And so I kind of see it as almost like the yin and yang like of the tarot and also just... Basically, life itself. Because as I've talked about, um, the feminine being like that darkness, uh, we're really terrified of it. We're really scared to go into the darkness. And it was kind of crazy because... I knew that my great grandma was in a lot of pain so of course like I was trying to send her a lot of love because I was just like I know me and like if that was me right now like I'd be super freaking scared because I'm totally not ready to die like yeah I guess death kind of scares me in a way because I'm I'm not ready like I can feel that I have so much life in me and there's still so much that's supposed to be like created by me and brought into this world and manifested. And that's been super helpful to almost have, like, this awakening from this um, that's helping me see how much death transforms our lives. It does change our lives, whether it's a miscarriage, whether it's the loss of a child, whether it's the loss of a parent. I mean, it changes us when... When we have to say goodbye like that and it's it's such a mystery but I think that the unknown can be really fun and I think that's where I've been trying to both allow myself the feelings of sadness but also allow if I also feel like feeling happy one second then I'm I'm allowed to do that too and I think that was something I had to learn when I lost an aunt to cancer and then I lost a cousin to an accidental um, prescription drug overdose. And both of their deaths were much younger than you know, my great-grandmother. And so there was a lot more heaviness to their death. And I grew a lot after both of their deaths. And it's not to say that I'm grateful that they are gone because of course, a hundred percent, I would, I would love for them to still be here because they left a lot of people behind. But I think that each time it, it helped me dig into my own feelings, my own darkness, you know, those, those low vibration feelings that we're all kind of like really scared of because we're always like high vibe, high vibe, high vibe. But like honestly, sometimes you need the low vibes. Like, I don't know about you, but I love soundtracks in movies and like those low bass, like just primal sounds are so freaking awesome. Just the same as like a high note or a punctuated silence when you're listening to music. And so our emotions are very much like music. And... They, like, I always kind of joke, like, and I might have said this in another one, so I'm just going to repeat myself a lot. But energy in motion, that is what emotions are. And I think there's so much we can learn from our emotional waves. And I can feel that, like, even though as a reflector, um, I don't really have, like, the defined... Uh, I believe it's the sacral that deals with a lot of the emotions and those emotional waves the way that some of these other types do. But I do have this great capacity to look into my past and reflect on things. And um, it's very interesting because in my human design chart, um, because this is also just kind of turning into (laughs) a human design lesson on top of a tarot lesson. Um, I have Gateway 48, and that deals with the gift of resourcefulness. And so it's super interesting to me because a lot of the times in the I Ching that's called the well. And not well like a fish, (laughs) or I guess actually I think wells are mammals, but um, a well like that water would be in. And water represents emotion. And so it's very interesting to me that we have these deep wells within ourselves um, of emotion. And sometimes death brings out like a deep, deep darkness that we weren't expecting. And there's a lot of healing that has to come after death or change, whether it's, you know, a divorce. I mean, they kind of say, I think the big three you know kind of major traumas or death divorce and moving um so if you've had those like we've all had some trauma in our lives (laughs) and so there's a lot of healing that has to be done when we've had these big moving emotional changing parts of our life that's that are part of our journey and i use a lot of my tarot and human design to go in and find more meaning for myself, not to necessarily bypass my grieving, but to have a deeper understanding of who I am and where I've come from. And so it's kind of fun because I've actually been able to get a lot of my family members' human design charts. and. It's been really cool to see like what gateways we have in common. And of course I don't have channels, but kind of like where as a reflector, I amplify their energy or I light them up or they light me up. And it's just been, it's been so fun to be able to have a place where I can talk about this side of me that's like, I'm kind of just a deep person. Like same with that that gateway of 48 where I just want to go deep into conversation like I love getting into meta analysis of the cards and kind of reading the story they're telling us. And so each card like is not to be feared. And that was kind of why I wanted to t- talk about the death card even though it is kind of like it's a sensitive subject for me right now. I'm still grieving a lot. different things with the miscarriage and now my great-grandmother but then also i've been kind of grieving that i'm almost done with graduate school and i'm kind of like coming into the final stretch and i'm like oh my gosh like i i've really enjoyed school like i mean yes there's been parts where i'm like oh my gosh what am i doing i went back to school as a non-traditional student but i love i love learning and i love passing on the knowledge that i learn and so it's been such a beautiful thing to have this space to speak on all of the fun stuff that i love to do and i've been very like very hesitant for a long time to talk about you know astrology with people and tarot because it's such a like it's such a personal thing to me. Like, I really... I just find it to be so illuminating and enlightening. And kind of like the way I am with... For anyone that knows me, they know that Star Wars... I'm a huge Star Wars nut. And I love to talk about the Force as almost kind of like the universe or God. Like, I'm seriously like that person that's like, May the Force be with you. Like <laughs> So... That's kind of a bit of how I would interpret the death card. And it's a little bit less scary now, I hope. (laughs) And so I hope that everyone is doing amazing as we were about to enter the last little bit of this year. We actually are having, um, there is a new moon eclipse in Sagittarius that's happening right now. And there's just a lot of like, kind of philosophical energy going about. So I hope that people's conversations that they're having, I hope you're having a good time talking to people, getting out there and doing stuff again. I know that my very first episode, I talked about big hermit energy and I kind of was reflecting on that and I'm like, yeah, I've definitely, lately I've had some big hermit energy as I've been processing a lot of the... Um, anxiety and grief that came up from the miscarriage and doing a lot of shadow work behind the scenes with that so I hope everyone is doing awesome because I know that there's sometimes like depression goes up in winter so definitely like exercise if you can that always helps me um go on walks in the sunshine if you can and um Dude, hot Epsom salt baths. Like, those are amazing. Also, a vitamin D supplement. That could be great. So, I think, too, part of why the death card is so fascinating to me is that it also ties into winter. And so, we're about to enter the winter solstice is coming up on the 21st, which also is the beginning of Capricorn season, which I'm a Capricorn, so that'll be really fun. My birthday's coming up I'm actually this is the last in less than a month I'll be 32 so that is pretty crazy how time flies but yeah winter is all about reflection and so I'm going to spend this winter really just embracing it normally I don't really like winter because I kind of hate to be cold and I'm going to just try and get over that this winter and go maybe like snowshoeing and be more active maybe even just be more social. Um, For some reason in the summer, I don't think I'm as social because I like love to go be alone out in nature. And then in the winter, I'm kind of like, cool, let's have a wine party (laughs) and a book club or something. So I'm going to just start being more conscious and intentional with every day that I can because that's what death teaches us. Um, It does become an awakening in a way. Um, death is like also rebirth and it's a cycle of life that we can't we can't escape so same with winter (laughs) it's the same with winter and winter and death are pretty much the same meaning as far as a lot of the symbolism so I am looking forward to more podcast episodes I'm excited to talk more about the things I love and really channel a lot of my creativity into my conscious content that I'm creating on social media and maybe I'm gonna start writing a book I don't know we're gonna see um but I'm excited to build a community of women who just and I guess men too if they want just anyone who's like really looking to do shadow work around their feminine energy and healing the sisterhood And with that comes a lot of change. Anytime we want to heal, we have to allow change. And so, if we're afraid to let change in, then we're afraid to let our healing in. And that's, I think, a very important lesson um, when it comes to like releasing like limited beliefs and blocking, and as we're attracting and manifesting. So. It has been a lovely evening. This has kind of turned into a tarot slash human design slash manifesting lesson, I guess. I I don't know. I think in the future I might do more of the major arcana cards and kind of start doing more series and batching my work as I am finishing up grad school. Um, I'm hopefully getting an internship. I'm trying to manifest an internship at the health and wellness center at my campus. Um, So that will be super cool. So that is going to take some of my time. um, But I'm really excited to commit more to this podcast and to my listeners. And thank you to all of you who have listened to this awesome podcast. I hope this resonates with you I hope that you'll reach out to me if anything, you know, if you want to talk about anything like that I've talked about. I'm also open to like podcast episode suggestions. So, I really just want to create um a lot of space for storytelling and conversation and discussions. Um so I'm excited to interview people and different things, but thank you to everyone. I love you all so much. And please, please share this with a friend if you feel like this has helped you and you feel like it will resonate with them. And I will just leave us with the best is yet to come.